Welcome to the Oak and Buckets podcast. Today we have not one, but two guests. Austin, how's it going? Oh, it's going pretty good so far. <laughs> and, and then in studio, Peyton's here. How's it going? Hey guys, I'm doing good. Glad to be back. So, obviously if Peyton's back, that means we have another hot list. <laughs> Let's get into it. Okay. What's what's the theme? So kind of along the same lines as last time. This time I'm going to open it up to the entire MLB league. So who are the top five hottest MLB players of 2022? So it's all probably cliche, but these are my top five. We'll start from the bottom first. Um, I like this pick because I feel like the guys are going to agree with me about his wife. Um, So number five, I have Justin Verlander, (laughs) uh, the Astros pitcher. Oh, hell yeah. (laughs) I know everyone, uh, you know, likes his wife, but he's a good looking guy too. So he deserves attention just as much as she does. Now he's the oldest guy out of the two hollows. Yes. Yes, he is. And. Honestly, that is okay. You can't even tell. (laughs) And number four, um, we're going to go Javi Baez. He's, you know, he's my Cubs guy at heart. I know he's in Detroit now, but it's the tattoos. It's the shortstop. It's the playing. It's it's everything. So he's got the swagger. He's got the, the play to back it up, and he's just really good looking. So Javi Baez. All right, number three, I actually have Max Kepler. You guys know who Max is? Uh, he's a pitcher, isn't he? No, he's Twins outfielder. Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. So yep. he's your, your blonde-haired, blue-eyed guy. He's an outfielder, so he's fit and slim, and he is he's gorgeous. He's kind of like the guy next door, kind of cute, you know? Born in Germany. <laughs> That's a solid number three. Thank you. I appreciate that. He, I didn't even know he was born in Germany. Yeah, played for uh, Butch Binder and Bundesliga. Okay. Well, that makes me more attractive because <laughs> I'm sure he's got a really nice accent, too. <laughs> All right. Number two, you guys are probably going to give me some flack about this one, um, is Bryce Harper. <laughs> oh, no. I figured he'd be number one. No? Okay. Well, I thought you guys. He's, he's my number. He's my number one. <laughs> well, I'm glad you agree with me on that. You know, it's. I mean, it's Bryce Harper. He's got the hair and the headband. I was going to say, is it the hair? Uh, the hair plays a big role in it. So, <laughs> yes. And a massive contract too, right? That's right. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Can you guys guess who my number one is? Chris Bryant. PJ with the team. A- oh yeah, Chris Bryant. <laughs> No, wait, 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 wait. You're, you're, uh, wait. Yeah, that's right, Chris Bryant. Okay, well, you guys clearly know me way too well. It is definitely Chris Bryant. He is just absolutely stunning. When you think of a hot baseball player, he is the first person that comes to mind. So, Chris Bryant, number one, hottest baseball player in 2022, probably of all time, and he wins my heart every single time. Hottest baseball player of all time. Yeah, I'm going to go there. Hey, I'm going to be honest. According to the web, you have two of the top, like, ten hottest players on your list, and they're your number one and two. I've got good taste, guys. I mean, you've seen my husband. (laughs) Yeah, you do have good taste. (laughs) Riley's a smoke show. So, out of, what, four out of the five that you've chosen have chosen? Joe's have played on different teams. So yeah. I guess if we roll with this, which jersey is the best for each of them? Oh, my gosh. That's so hard. I feel like, I mean, obviously my Cubs, guys, I'm going to go with the Cubs jerseys. Javi and his pinstripes, Chris and the blues, I say. You know, uh, Justin, you know, I really liked him in the uh, – the Detroit orange. You know, I like bright colors. I mm. think that brings out the eyes 
and all the guys, and that's a big thing for me. Do you know who I wanted to put on this list? He doesn't play anymore. Who did he play for? He played for the Cubs. Oh, he played for the Cubs? Mm-hmm. Oh. If you're going to say, like, Carlos Van Brown, I'll be upset. <laughs> yeah, that'd be funny, though. The Sammy Sosa. But no, it's fucking Jake Arrieta. Eric Lee. <laughs> See, Anthony knows me too well. Jake Arrieta. He would have... Alfonso Soriano. Oh, my God, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, not at all. Jake Arrieta, though. So an honorable mention. It is, for sure. If he were still or, playing, he would Or next time, do a, do a former player hot list for you. There Ooh, you go. That's yeah, a good one. Babe Ruth can be on it. or <laughs> Luke Garrett. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Fantastic ones. I would have to do a lot of research for that, I feel like. It's a lot of players. <laughs> uh, yeah, not too many, though. Only a couple thousand. <laughs> So, before we get into anything else, Austin, I, I don't know if you saw this. John Boy Media posted it, but there is a player for the Yankees who's playing at Hudson Valley who stole his teammates' gloves and bats to sell and was also selling autographed merchandise of himself and his teammates but then wasn't delivering the goods either to fans who were buying the stuff. So he was. So you just making money off of nothing. Yeah, basically. He was a uh, third round pick for the Yankees. The Yankees player for you. Yeah, I mean they don't make that much down there, so I guess you got to do what you got to do. <laughs> but I mean, you may want to deliver your product. If you would deliver a little bit, you probably wouldn't be in that much trouble. But. But nothing. So, yeah, unfortunately, that guy. And I guess, unfortunately, to go into the baseball season for our favorite teams, it's not exactly going on a bright side, I think, for either of either of the sides, north or south. Um, who wants who wants to take the realm on who's got the most disappointing? <laughs> Season so far, I think I think I know the answer to that one. Why'd Only due to preseason expectations, it's the White Sox. <laughs> the Cubs are not um, very far behind. Yeah, but based off preseason expectations, I mean the Cubs are going through a rebuild, so you kind of expect this. That's a good point. The White Sox had the same team as last year, minus a few injuries, and we're playing like straight hot garbage. <laughs> So that's the more disappointing one. It's not a. It's not really a surprise where the Cubs are at through that rebuild. Mm-hmm. But I mean, they're still fifteen and twenty, right. and they're only four games back of St. Louis. Yeah. So they're playing competitive. Yeah, the White Sox suck, but we're in second. Luckily, we have a pretty crappy division. <laughs> but right now, we're the most disappointing team in Chicago, in my opinion. You know, I feel like you're being kind of harsh on your socks, but I understand because... They need it. <laughs> because Tony, Tony Russo's still taking a nap. He ain't doing nothing. <laughs> See, I feel the same way about the Cubs. You know, you, I mean, you brought up good points. Like, yes, they're only four games behind the Cardinals, and, I mean, they are on a, a four-game winning streak, but t- still, they're under 500. I feel like it's just disappointment after disappointment each time. So, Austin, what do you think – what's been the big derailment for the team this season? Is it just, like, the pitching injuries? Cause, for the White Sox? Yeah. Like, what got huh. them to this point? Do I got to pick one or try to do multiple? Go, <laughs> go, go, go ahead. I'll be straight up honest, man. Yeah, the injuries are playing a big part. I mean, Lance Lynn, he's on the 60-day – I'm going to call it the disabled list. That's what I grew up calling it. That's what I'm going to call it. The 60-day DL. Crochet's on a 60-day deal. Eloy Jimenez is out, but they said he's progressing faster. Our relief pitchers account for six of our losses. So that means that we went into the later innings with the lead, and we blew it. We don't have all our starting pitchers, so that's affecting it. Uh, Batting-wise, we're not really playing that good offensively either. 
Yeah, I'm seeing the run diff is minus 26 right now. Yeah, I got that written down in my notes that we have a minus 26 run differential. With second place. And playing the Yankees didn't help out with that. No. But we just got Moncada back. So that's big. I mean, in the seven games, he's hit two runs, four RBIs, and like a 293 batting average. But I mean, we got six losses by our relievers. And then Velasquez and Keiko, they combined for six losses this season. And they're two of our starting pitchers. So that's 12 losses right there. Six of them we could have had. And if we won half of the games between Keiko and Velasquez, all of a sudden we went from 18 and 8 to 27 and 9. So, I mean, right now I think the big things are pitching. I mean, our, one of our aces, Lance Lynn, being out huge. That's. Nothing I really expected. I mean, he's my favorite pitcher for the White Sox right now. But I don't know, man. There's a lot of stuff going on in Chicago that's with the White Sox. And I don't see Larissa finishing the season with the White Sox. Why do you think that? Just for my knowledge. He's, he's not the manager for this team. Last year, you know, they had questions of whether or not it would work. Did it. And we made the playoffs. But we made the playoffs the year before at Renteria, and we lost to the A's, which we should have won that series also. (laughs) So I think we need to get a new manager that's younger. Not saying the old guys can't do it, because Dusty Baker is done with Houston. That's what I was about to ask. Would you rather have Baker or La Russa if those were your two picks? With the way the managing style is right now, I'd rather have Baker. Yeah. I just, I mean, I grant, granted, you know, the White Sox wanted to give LaRusso a second chance because they should never let him go. He went to, you know, St. Louis and had a fantastic managerial career there. But, I mean, are you really going to sacrifice wins and losses and team morale for a guy that you feel that you owe something to? Yeah. Um, that's an interesting way to look at it. What do you think? And, I mean, anyone can answer this question. Why do you think Dusty Baker's having the success he is having with the Astros compared to the Sox? When when you compare the team roster-wise, like the Astros obviously have their big hitters who are there. Obviously, Correa's gone, but they still have Altuve and Bregman. And they had the guys coming up like Jordan and uh, Tucker. What what kind of advantage is Baker having? Just this Managing style? That's the only thing I could think of. I, I mean, I don't really pay too much attention to the Houston Astros and what Dusty does, but every team that he's gone to, he's consistently been good. And don't get me wrong, Larusa has two, obviously. But there's something going on between the two. Roster-wise, if the White Sox were healthy, we probably wouldn't be having this conversation. So maybe the injuries are playing a little more part. But there should still be other things that Larissa should be doing to counteract the losses that we have had. Adding Josh Harrison as our second baseman wasn't a good decision. AJ Pollock opening, I think it was opening day, blew the game because he couldn't catch the ball. So, I mean, there's a lot of things that go into it. But the way the White Sox are playing, they should be better. The only thing right now I think that's keeping them good is that we're only three games back first. But it's against Minnesota, and Minnesota's probably going to be that dark horse team this year. Yeah, they're certainly playing that way. Um, Peyton, yeah. the Cubs, <laughs> What uh, what's going on there? You know, I, I think, um, you know, Suzuki's off his streak a little bit. Way off his streak. Yeah, yeah. and, I mean, that's just – that's just a part of baseball. You have your ebbs and your flows. So I don't think that's completely gone, but I do also think that's definitely taken away some of their offense um, and their scoring. Um, Stroman was just out for a little while too, um, but now he's back. So I'm hoping that will also help them um, pitching wise, but really it's, it's, it's just them trying to learn how to mesh and become a team together and I just think we're still in the learning phases of that, you know. Um, I think we have 
good ideas. I think that, you know, with wisdom, you know, he's my guy. He's doing fantastic. But just trying to get everyone to mesh together. And it's just, it's been a rough patch a little bit. Do you think the talent's catching up now? Like the talent level the team has? Um, Like statistics, like they got the 15th highest payroll in baseball. So um. <laughs> there's a lot of teams under them in payment, but they're not exact. I mean, I guess they're roughly where 15th. Yes, would be. Would be, but. I think that, <laughs> again, I think there's definitely potential for it. It's just, we're just not there yet. You know, I'm happy to see that Hap is starting to uh, come alive again. You know, I knew that he always had that potential, and I think it just took him a little bit to get there. But he he's had a great couple past games, too, um, which I'm really excited about because he's one of my favorites on the team. Do you think – Trying to figure out where I want to go with this. Oh. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised to see Dave Ross get fired. You know, uh, which is funny because they did give him an extension at the beginning of the season. So it's, I was it, shocked about that. Yeah, I think a lot were. Like I, I love David Ross. I loved him as a as a player and being a part of that 2016 Cubs team. But do I think having him as a manager was the best decision? No, not really. You know, I think he can bring, like, good morale and things like that. Uh, but when it comes to actual, like, strategy and, and gameplay, I don't I don't think he was the best decision for that, as much as I do love him. Do you think injuries are affecting your team as much as the Sox are happening? I don't think so. Um, I mean, I know that Hayward just got put on the injured list, DL, whatever you guys want to call it. I know that he got put on, and, you know, he's a – He's an experienced player that's been with the team for a while, so that could definitely play a role. But I don't think we're as near struggling like the Sox are with uh, injuries, thankfully. But, again, we're still in the very beginning of this. Yeah, and coming off these games with the Pirates, you yeah. guys are now plus five right. in run diff. Um, better away team than a home team right now. Which is, which is just – crazy to yeah. me do you think oh you know you guys have a stretch coming up with pirates then you get to play the reds yes do you think this could get something going where you become maybe a 500 team yeah i definitely think so because i mean we're we're playing well against the pirates you know we did what was that last night um i know they're playing right now and we're already up too so um and then i unfortunately think that the cubs have a tendency to down to their level which is what I'm afraid is going to happen with Cincinnati um, I definitely think we have the talent to beat them and we are a better team than Cincinnati but um, it's that mentality of like going into the game like oh we're probably going to win this and then all of a sudden we we crab ourselves and we are terrible so I think that as long as they keep their heads in the game, keep up the mentality, I think, yes, this could definitely um, give them that stretch of wins that we need to bring us back up. Do you think? Oh, you only have to have a hit against Cincinnati to beat them. <laughs> well, don't say that because if you say that, then it's going to happen. <laughs> I think the Cubs can have their own major league moment where they just kind of like <laughs> unite. You know, that would be incredible, but, you know, nothing will beat Major League, so. um, Going to the future, and whoever wants to take this first can go ahead to, what do you see, like, what direction do you see the teams going? Rather, it's trades, people coming back injured. Like, what will be the most help? Or what do you expect seeing what will happen with the team? What I'm afraid of right now is losing Contreras, which I know is a big topic right now. Um, I think he brings – he's a great asset to the team. He's a great catcher. He's great, you know, um, offensively too. But I'm I'm really afraid that we, we the Cubs, um, just aren't going to give him what he's needing. And I'm afraid we're going to lose them, him. And I think that's going to um, – play a serious role in how they continue the rest of the season. 
are you surprised by the Cubs not re-signing him after the fallout? Like, obviously, he said no to the contract right. that was offered, but right. do you think it's important for him to stay, or do you think it's important, like, he's going to play hard no matter what, but... Yeah, I mean, he's just that type of player. Um, yeah, I don't know. I I don't think I was surprised by it. I do hope that there's something that can be done to necessarily, you know, keep him, but I don't think I was surprised by it. So if he becomes a Yankee with Rizzo. No, don't even bring up. (laughs) Bring Rizzo back. (laughs) Yes, I 100% agree with uh, Austin on that. If he goes to the Yankees, I will be, I'll be devastated. (laughs) Yeah, and obviously that's one we'll have to wait for either probably a deadline thing like last year. Yeah. According to how the rest of the Cubs season plays out. Um what do you what do you see in the future for the Sox, Austin? Oh hopefully more ups and downs. <laughs> but uh I think that uh they need to address some of the holes that we have in our team. Uh once we get Lynn back, that'll give us three solid starting pitchers. And what's beneficial about Lynn coming back later is they always talk about, you know, he, he is a workhorse, but towards the end of the year, he kind of uh, loses some of that steam because he's tired, you know. Yeah. Uh, so now he's missing out on so many games that he should be strong to the end of the year if he comes back fully healthy. He can come back June 6th, so we'll see. Uh, also, we need to find a second baseman. Uh, Rick Hahn needs to look for a better second baseman offensively and defensively. Because once Eloy comes back, our outfield set, we don't have to worry, really worry about Pollock. But right now, our main hole with Mercado being back at third, Anderson at short, and the at first is our second baseman. We should never get rid of Nick Magical. That that was a horrible trade. It was bad on our end more than the Cubs. End. Yeah, the Sox. so I see that happening, and I I honestly do see they may wait till the end of the year. But if we don't go to the ALCS, I do see Larusa being gone. Yeah, I think that's a fair. They'll probably wait till the end of the season, depending on how it goes. Yeah. But if we stay, if we go on a massive drop. Because we went on a win streak there for a second, then we played the Yankees, and then we just went back to being, you know, who we are. If we can't beat the Yankees, I mean, right now they're probably the team to beat in the AL, then we're going to have some problems. But we need to address our second baseman straight up. We probably also need to get another pitcher. If we need, if we put Kopech back in the starting role, it's safe. Then Velasquez and Keiko can flip for the fifth. I don't care. But once Lynn comes back, we got him. He's just pitching phenomenal this year. Giolito being Giolito. And, you know, we get Kopech in there, who he is a starting pitcher. That's a solid four. So, but the one thing I see, we need to address that second baseman. It's it's getting old, getting not a whole lot of production out of him. Yeah, because, I mean, what, Harrison's played. Garcia's been playing there a lot. And then when Mendek was still... Yeah, we don't oh, have that everyday guy. Playing, yeah, a lot of rotation. We we need that everyday guy. We don't need someone who. Yeah, it's nice to have three guys that could be in it, but none of them get played long enough to get in a groove to keep going. That's why Larry Garcia last year did so well, is that he was in there almost every day, and he caught a groove, you know. But right now, second baseman is something we need to address. Whether it's a trade. Or maybe we have someone in the minors that's playing a different position but can move. Because some of our prospects, you know, we have a lot of good prospects, shortstops. But maybe they should move to second. You know, Anderson is our shortstop. So uh, that's what I hope, at least, we do. I also hope we start winning some games, <laughs> especially against our divisional rivals. But I don't know. I mean... Yeah. We play the Royals and we play the Yankees again. Then we go to the Red Sox and the Cubs. And then we play the Blue Jays. So, I mean, 
the Yankees and Blue Bears are good. The Red Sox are kind of trash this year. And the Cubs are a rivalry game, so you never know how those are going to go. So it's a pretty tough stretch coming up for the White Sox to uh, end the month of May. End of the beginning. Shoot, I just went to June, so our schedule in June. We're in trouble in June. (laughs) So, I mean, we got a tough stretch coming up. Hopefully Lynn does come back. If he does, he could open up against the Dodgers if they want him to, which would be big. But there's some things we need to address, obviously, because we're not where we should be. Granted, we had a slow start last year, as we talked about. But we need to stop having this the slow start and just hit the gates running. Yeah, I think both teams, you know, winning games is important right now to have successful results for the rest of the season. But we know as fans, regardless of the ups and downs, according to how much of a fan you are, obviously bandwagers don't do that. We love going to the games, though. Yeah, one of my favorites, no matter how bad they're doing. Yeah. And yeah, I'm, even when you go to a game wearing your favorite player's jersey and they get blown out, the only game of the series. I'll never forget last year. That's trash. And your poor arm was wrapped up like a friggin' gordita, too. Who's? Yours. Oh, yeah, it was, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, your arm was broken, too. I didn't wear it. Wait, did I wear it? No, I didn't wear it. Maybe I did. Yeah, it was broken. <laughs> I forgot all about that. <laughs> so you yourself were on the DL that day? Yeah. yeah. Uh, I, just, it, it, I saw the future. I was wearing a wind jersey, and he was out for an injury. I should have saw it come. It was only a year late. <laughs> it would have been, been something if it was the same. I mean, it would be – I don't wish that as far as player injuries go, but it would have been crazy to – He's like, oh, yeah, broke my hand, too. No, if Lynn broke his hand in that game, I'd, I'd walk back to the truck and I would have been in there crying. That would, that would, that would have been a wild in-game. You'd never wear that jersey ever again. <laughs> oh, I wear it now. <laughs> oh, yeah, I, oh, yeah, I'd, I'd probably burn it. Yeah. yeah. I'd be like, this is bad luck. Be like the uh, Dodgers fan who took off the Kershaw jersey after the playoff game. Yeah. In 19 and threw it on the field. <laughs> I don't think I go that far. I paid a lot of money for that jersey. <laughs> I don't make that kind of money. <laughs> no, dude, I swear, going to the baseball field is one of my absolute favorite things to do during the summertime. Does it matter for y'all if it's an MLB game or it's one of the minor league games? Or does it just being at a ballpark? I think it's the environment. Yeah, same, just... Just being at a at a game is good enough for me. I don't care who's playing. I don't care how good they are. I think it's just being there. Yeah, because I even went to the South Bend Cubs game just because they're in South Bend. I mean, I'm not a Cubs fan by any means, but it's still baseball. Yeah, I've and the environment it's, being there. I've heard it's, and it's really a nice, nice field. Yeah, a nice stadium, and I heard it's like actually a really good time. So I want I want to go soon. Yeah, it's a, it's a beautiful field. I mean, probably probably one of the better ones. I mean, and it's close by, so it's nice. Right. But yeah, it's 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 a nice stadium. But there's stuff to do. Uh, I've never been to the was it Indianapolis Indians. They're the ones down there, the Pittsburgh affiliate. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, or what's that Victory Field or whatever? Yep. Yeah, I've never been there. I like to go there. Yeah, same. But, uh, I think Bradley's gone before, but I haven't gone yet. That's definitely on the on the indie bucket list. Yeah, I mean, I like Finn and I both agree. I think it's just the environment, being around other fans, and getting the full grasp of the game. Like watching on TV, you know, sometimes you know, it kind of like it. It does get kind of boring sometimes, unless it's like a really good game. But like even if you go to the stadium. And it's not a high scoring game. Just being outdoors, watching it, being there, just adds more to the experience. Yeah, I, I have to agree with you guys all on that. I think being around all the fans and the random chants <laughs> that break up, rather, you know, the Oregon players doing the wave, DJ's waves, good waves, not like bad waves where not everybody's like half doing the it. People do it. Yeah, yeah, like you get the whole. Old stadium or whatever it is, field or stadium does it. 
So hitting the beach ball around. Unless you, like, play the Astros, then you throw, like, an inflatable trash can around. <laughs> the cup snakes. I mean, the fans. I mean, you get around, like, when everyone's there and they all mesh, it just makes it way more better. It's the camaraderie, you know, and the, yeah. and the rivalry. You know, you get both sides of it. You get, obviously, the camaraderie, you know, of agreeing with people and strangers that you're coming together with that you've never met with before. And then, obviously, rivals fuel everything, you know, and – I, I love a good uh, rivalry. So, oh, yeah. We all know that ballpark got the eats, though. One of the best right? parts. Like, I mean, that's probably one of the things you think about with baseball is food over other sports. Because I would say NFL, I don't really think about eating at the stadium. Maybe drinking. Yeah. But I don't know if I picture eating, but... And the baseball theme song, Bring Me Some Peanuts and Cracker Jacks, <laughs> is well known. Um, what's what? I mean, stadiums even now have contests on food. So the food's part of it, like, you're, like what you're going with. Food's a big part of baseball. Yeah, I mean, what, what's, what's the go-to eats? You know, oh, number one, ballpark prank. I don't care what anybody says. You go to a game, you get a hot dog. I agree. I, I don't even like hot dogs, but I like baseball <laughs> or hot dogs. Agreed. I'm definitely a, I'm definitely a nacho girl, though, too. Like, honestly. That's my number two. Yeah, let's be real. I'll probably try just about everything there as long as I don't break the bank. Um, but, like, at Wrigley, the, the helmet nachos are my absolute favorite thing, and I get them every single time. And you got a souvenir. Yeah, exactly. You're saving money. That's a smart buy. <laughs> it's an investment. Helmet nachos are a smart buy. That's responsible adulting 101. Agreed. How many people do you think have finished their helmet nachos and have been, you know, past the point of where they start wearing the helmet? I don't think I've ever been. <laughs> right away. Well, yeah. I'm sure if I had else. a napkin, if I had a napkin at last year's game, I would have wore it. Yeah. It wouldn't have fit my head. But I would have worn. <laughs> and then they also do the little mini ones too with the ice cream. Have you guys seen those? Yeah. yeah. I'm afraid to eat ice cream unless it's like a cool day because otherwise I'm going to have to just chow down on that ice cream <laughs> just so it doesn't turn into like a shake. That's true. That's, got, that's yeah. when, so you're, you're thinking like spring, fall ice cream at the ballpark? Yeah. And don't get me wrong, like on a hot day, ice cream is always a good choice. Yeah. But would it be my number one? Probably not. If it's a night game, changes everything. Especially <laughs> being in Chicago in the Midwest in humidity. I don't know. But, yeah, I'd say that's up there. But then other food items, I mean, it depends on what the ballpark offers. Because I've been to a Brewers game and do they have cheese curd? Oh, gosh. Amazing. I mean, it makes sense, obviously. But Brewer, Brewer Field had probably some of the best food options that I've seen so far in stadiums I've been to. Well, let me rephrase that. Because I've been down to a Tampa Bay Rays game, and they had this thing called a Ray Dog. It was like a foot-long hot dog with chili and cheese and onion. Oh, man, that was delicious. <laughs> yeah, and, and going that route where you're going, it's something to say, like, the cheese curds with the Brewers is regional fare. And then we know, like, the Sox and the Cubs have the majority of the Chicago eats, mm-hmm. you know, Italian beefs, hot dogs, pizza, along with all the other, like, staples. But when the teams start doing the, like, field-exclusive stuff, you know, rather it's named or differently unique, because I think the Diamondbacks have the Viper Dog, which is like a habanero sausage. It's a no for me. See, that's what's cool is that, like, when you do go to these baseball games, you almost get a minor taste of the city or the area with, little things that they have you know like with arizona being hot they stick with that like idea chicago the chicago foods milwaukee being the cheese capital you know they got cheesy items so it's kind of cool to know that these stadiums go to like do like themed food items based on their area so you kind of get a taste of what's around the uh, around that state or city or whatever you go to 
Yeah, and then and then they even you know think about like culinary wise. You start if you if you see like the posts or the videos of like new items where all of a sudden everyone's got a like a Nashville hot chicken sandwich because that was like <laughs> the new thing, or tacos. Everyone has a taco stand, like a street taco taco stand, not like a Taco Bell taco stand. <laughs> That'd be legit, so to though. speak. Yeah, <laughs> or uh, various desserts or. Uh, you start seeing like uh, other franchises be there. Like I've seen Papa John's at ballparks. Yeah. I've seen uh, Giordano's at the park. Like you can always try to find a surprise. Right. Going to a park. See, I'm going to St. Louis um, Labor Day weekend to watch the Cubs and the Cardinals, and I've never been to the stadium. But one of the things I'm looking forward to most is you know back to their little helmet bowls. They have like. I don't. I don't even know how to explain it. They're like mini donuts in the bowl with like, with like cinnamon roll icing on top of it. It sounds like a sugar rush, but I am so excited to try it. I'm trying to take that in for a second. <laughs> Do I mean like cinnabons or something? I yeah. I think I really. I think they're just like little like like cinnamony. They're like little little don mini donuts. And they put it all in a bowl, and they put, like, like cinnamon roll icing on top of it. And it's just a soup of cinnamon rolls. <laughs> so do you – I guess this is the way to put it. So are you going to get sugar lit instead of, like, lit lit at the um, game, or are you going to do both? Probably both, and then I'll have a headache by the end of the night and be really cranky. So that sugar really gets to your head really fast. Oh, this is one I was telling her about. I think I told you about it. I, was, I don't remember. But, like, we keep going with the food combinations. The Royals this year have a pulled pork sandwich with mini Reese's cups in it. With what? Yeah, mini <laughs> Reese's cups. That sounds absolutely disgusting. Yeah, is this is this where, like, culinary goes too far for park food, I guess? Because, like, I can see that being, like, maybe – a restaurant, kind of no, like, kind of like B Dubs. Well, like, yeah, I think about like the B Dubs Dorito combos that they're coming out with. True. Compared to like, the Royals are like, hey, guess what? Our new sandwich is this season. It's. I don't know which bothers me more, the the chocolate with the pulled pork or the peanut butter with the pulled pork, or both, honestly. But probably the Reese's with the pulled pork. Yeah, that just sounds. That just sounds absolutely disgusting. I don't like peanut butter as it is, so I was already out when you said that. But when you want to put that on barbecue, Kansas City barbecue, right? That's a cardinal sin. When the good Lord and the devil were talking about food items, the God said you can make one thing, and that's what the devil made: was barbecue pulled pork and Reese's. That's <laughs> that's horrible. You know it's. It's just crazy enough, though, to make people want to buy it to see what it tastes like. Oh, people are going to buy it because yeah. people are stupid. Yeah. <laughs> just keeps your but, interest just but, enough. Is that when you like you perfect something and you've gone too far to make it, like to try selling more of it? Yes. Like the barbecue is so good and someone's like, ah, we. someone made the mistake of being like, hey, how can we make barbecue better? <laughs> And then Reese's. someone was like, "Yeah, before you Reese's put on cheese it. and onions on it." Yeah, exactly. Not Reese's, not Reese's. You put cheese and onions on it. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I will not be trying that. I don't think. No, it's I seen... just, I just thought of this. We forgot Dippin' Dots. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We forgot Dippin' Dots. Dippin Dots That's a big staple. That is. Important. I forgot all about it. They're an important one because you know the whole ice cream dilemma melting. The Dippin' Dots don't do that quite as fast. I'm about to get some Dippin' exactly. Dots at the track this weekend with all this talk about it. That's all that Dippin' Dots. That Dippin' Dots was a genius creation. No, honestly, though. That was made to offset the barbecue for pork and Reese's. <laughs> so you're thinking like a beer, a couple of Dippin' Dots, and then like the sandwich too, and be like, you know what? This I'm is just, all too much. I, yeah, like I'm just I'm like this is this is my this is my game meal. I hope they better fucking win. <laughs> yeah, you know what this you know what this full pork's missing? Reese. Yeah, who said Get that? Get out of here with that trash. I wish 
MLB Instagram posted more stuff. I don't remember if they posted it or John. I think John Boy posted it, but I don't follow a lot of the teams. But that's the stuff I like seeing. I just like I, – I, I want that what's new at a ballpark thing, whether I can go to it or not. South Bend Cubs actually are really good with it on their email list and free promotion for them, but they really – they've had, like, exclusive items the last month or whatever. Um combined with their promotional jerseys and whatever. So, I mean, that's really cool. Yeah. Definitely keeps you in the loop. I feel like that's what brings up. I mean, obviously, that's a main reason that brings fans to the fields. And like we said before, food food is a huge thing that relates with baseball. I just found something that beats the bread people of Fort and Reese. Oh, no. A donut burger. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> where, where did you, where's this one at? That's at Citizens Bank Park. Citizens Bank? That's, that's Cincinnati, ain't it? Uh, so is the donut the bun then? <laughs> yeah. Is, is it, yeah. it split uh, in half uh, or two two donuts? No, it's, uh, I think it's split in half, but it's a glazed donut. I've seen them it, go both ways. I would not have it either way. <laughs> I, I've seen the... There's, there's just food items that you don't mess with. <laughs> And people are doing it. I don't know where they've got these snacks where they think they have this right to mess up these wonderful food items like Kansas City barbecue and a burger and say, hmm, you know what this is missing? Reese's. Hey, you know what this is missing? A donut. No. I'll eat a burger, then I'll eat a donut. I'm not going to eat them together. (laughs) No, I know know restaurants were doing that one probably before – the park though. did. Um, but that's one of those food chasing things where maybe somewhere along the line someone saw it and copied that. But, the, yeah, the Reese's thing is way out there. Are these, are these like, just – are these depression foods at this point where your team's <laughs> bad? Like, are the Dude, Reds this is, fans? like, one of those where you find, like, a pregnant chick and she has these cravings, <laughs> but you don't question it. You just do point. it. You question it now. Yes, you just do it because you're like, hey, whatever makes you happy, this is what you want. But this, I don't know what this is. <laughs> I didn't even, I didn't even, I didn't even want to know that they put Richie's on a barbecue cold pork. I don't, I don't know. I'm just downfounded right now. Austin can't get over <sighs> it. <laughs> no, I can't. It's Kansas City barbecue. And you're putting Richie's on it? Oh. I mean, I guess without looking it up, it. I guess you would expect the barbecue at the park to be good, but now you're kind of like, now you, what's the quality mm-hmm. of it that they're putting? Right. Reese's on. Now, is it like the big Reese's, or is it like those mini Reese's no, that the pitcher, you get in like a bag no, that you pit- put in like a freezer to get cold and then you eat them that way? <laughs> yeah, yeah, like like the mini ones. That's from the pitcher. That's what it looked like. So they probably either put on, like, last. That's still a mess. And Citizens Bank Park, that's been silly. I just want to correct myself before I go too much further. Okay, yeah, because I didn't. We started rolling. I couldn't type. Um, well, at least we know what Phillies fans are using during their dark days when they don't make the playoffs. <laughs> Donuts and burgers. Donuts and donut burgers. <laughs> See, you know, and then we go back to the classics. I never, ever, ever get peanuts or Cracker Jacks at a baseball game. Oh, neither do I. Like, the only time I ever had peanuts is that Texas crowd. And you can't <laughs> throw them on the floor anymore. Really? So, yep, guess he doesn't get those anymore. Yeah. I just don't get, I mean, when I go to the ballpark, I'm not like, yep, let's get some peanuts. Nope, that's just, that's just not for me. No. You want a hot dog and you want nachos. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not a peanut eater. I mean, I'd smash some sunflower seeds, but you always got to, like, bring your own. That's what – I'm, like, a dugout snacks guy. Give me the gum and the sunflower seeds that are there. And do you guys get remember that Big the, League Chew. Yes, yeah, I was about to say, do you remember Big League Chew? That was so good as yeah. a child. Yeah, I sent it to Austin the one day, but New Era and MLB did a hat pack oh. of the uh, Big League Chew for all the teams. So all the teams had, like, all the flavors That's- of hats. That's kind of awesome. What was your guys' favorite flavor? Probably just regular. The original. 
Yeah, I can't say I I think I had like the grape one. Did they have maybe? a sour one? Yeah, they had a green apple. The sour apple was That's my the favorite. one I like. Yes, that was that my is the favorite. one I like. Yes. I think about it. They had a sour one. That's it. That's the one I like. Yeah, that was my favorite for sure. Sour apple. It's been sour apple's good candy flavor overall. That's true. Kind of crazy, like, all the snacks that baseball players get during the game. Like, I feel like they're the only – I mean, I've seen, like, NFL players eat, like, a banana or something, like, to bring, cramp it. But no one – no sports has got, like, a shit ton of snacks for everyone to eat through, whether you're playing or not. Right. But I guess that's just baseball. I was going to say, like, I don't think any other sport I can – I can see people on the sidelines <laughs> eating, you know. Yeah, NHL, they don't have time. Right. NBA, the only ones that do are the ones that aren't playing. But baseball, I mean, you've got time in between innings to eat something. Yeah. Or you even got the players but, who come up, like, bat in, and then they'll, like, take a chunk of seeds out of their pocket and throw it in while they're at bat, running around yeah. right on the baseline. See, I could never do that. I get so distracted by – literally chewing the sunflower seed that it would distract me from the pitch coming in. Oh, I don't even know if I would, like, want to run with seeds in my yeah. mouth, let alone do anything else. Like, I know I'm Yeah, blonde, you, you but... slide in the second round, you're screwed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. It's like the episode of Rugrats where you have a sunflower growing inside of you like they had the watermelon. Swallow the seeds. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't trust myself to be chewing sunflower seeds or... Again, this is going to go to a blonde choke, but or even chewing gum while I'm playing. You know what I mean? I don't trust myself. Oh, there ain't nothing wrong with that. I I agree with that completely. Even when I played basketball, I didn't want to have uh, gum in my lip yeah. or in my mouth just because, you know, you mess up at one point, all of a sudden you're going to be there. Oh, he's choking on the court. <laughs> yeah, I got gum in my throat. I messed up. <laughs> it's heavy something to see. Like, not you specifically just as like an <laughs> NBA player. player just I know there's a few over the years that have been gum chewers the only thing that saved me was my mouth guard because I chewed on my mouth guard a lot to basically break that habit yeah and then and until this day you're still chewing on mouth guards because <laughs> <laughs> you think Steph Curry has that problem like he goes home and, and just chews on a mouth guard yeah I maybe him, Austin Matthews is a big one. In hockey, who does it? I'm trying to think if there's anyone else who sticks out. Trey Young. I feel like that became a thing. I feel like people copied Steph Curry because of that thing. Like, you never chewed on your mouth. I guard. think it was done before Steph Curry, to be honest. Yeah, I think it was done before, but I think his. But he's such a good athlete that it became a big thing. Yeah, it becomes a habit where you're like, oh. I, I'm going to do this now because I see him doing it. Where other people, maybe it was just a habit, but, like, a kid was like, oh, I'm going to do that now. And now all of a sudden, like, you're like, stop chewing on that. You're not going to make three-pointers every time you shoot them. <laughs> oh. Um. I don't know if I have anything else. I think this was, this was a fun episode. Yeah. Yeah, it's always fun talking about food. <laughs> we went from a depressing state talking about Chicago baseball <laughs> to talking about food. We literally did 180, so I'm good with that. <laughs> food makes everything better. Oh, yeah, I think oh that, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, I think that goes back with, uh, you know, the depression food right. that somebody's parked your feet in now. Like, if you you see your t- you you know, go into the game, and even if your team loses, you enjoy yourself. And in, indulge in goodies, rather it's, you know, whatever the outcome is right. with everybody. So you at least have somewhat of a good time. <laughs> That's right. Oh, yeah. I, I, I do care the team wins, but when I go, I want a, I want a hot dog. <laughs> That's my main goal. That and to catch a foul ball. That never happened, though. Yeah, I've never caught a foul ball as many games as I've been to. Me and Anthony got a puck at a... Yeah, uh, fuel game. Did you? Re- oh yeah, I remember that. Yeah, we got the yeah. practice putt. Yeah, I remember that now. Did you yeah. see? 
the Red Sox fan yesterday when they were getting lit up by the Astros. He caught two home run balls on the monster. What? No, I didn't see that. Yeah, he caught one, and then he caught another one. Everybody up there was like, you got to be kidding me, because he ended up with two of them. What are the chances? Mm-hmm. On the monster, of all things, like right. on the first row of the monster. That'd be a fun stadium to go to, just to actually go to that that field in that stadium. That'd be one to definitely try to go to. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's what I was ranting about last night. <laughs> oh, it was like I was like, man, it would just be so fun though to go, there. to go to that, go to that field, see it, and then also to just like troll with the Boston fans with like the Sox are losing. They'll look back on like the good days of Boston sports, like oh well, at least we had Tom Brady, or at least we won the series in four and eighteen, and what was it not seven? We just had too many championship parades in a row, guys. We just had to cut back for a while. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I've never we well we've never had that problem before. <laughs> Too many. Uh, uh, I went back to back one year with the White Sox and the Colts winner, and that was pretty cool. Or it was like within like three years. Yeah, I went that was kind of nice. The Black and then the Blackhawks were all there. Yeah, Blackhawks was a good one. Yeah, just like when all the Packers fans showed up out of nowhere in high school after they won Super Bowl. <laughs> Didn't realize we had that many. Save it for the reunion, okay? You guys aren't even going. Yeah, you're right. We're not. <laughs> I am. I got my ticket. Proud of you, Vice President. I'm proud of myself. Yeah. <laughs> no, this is a really fun episode. Yeah. I must be BSing with you guys. Uh, we'll do it again in another six months. Yeah, exactly. Something to look forward to. Alright, well thank you guys again for joining us. If you listeners, if you made it this far, thank you for sticking around. Rate, follow, and we'll see you next time. Later on guys. Bye.